Naked Hallmark. My name is Patty, and I'm here with Chingai. Hi. Hey, Chingai. Hello. <laughs> hey, Chingai, from your wonderful new microphone. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back again after a couple weeks um, hiatus from Christmas in July. We really needed that, uh, I guess, a little break. But we're back, and like we promised... This episode is just a mini break from more Christmas movies, but next time you hear from us, we'll be discussing another set of Christmas movies, which leads us to, I guess, our Hallmark Happy Thought of the Week. Hallmark Happy Thought. Actually, you were the one who messaged me about this, but the first movie preview for this this year's Christmas movies has come out. It's Christmas in Vienna, starring... Okay, I don't know the actress's name, but it's April from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Christmas in Vienna. So it, it promises to be pretty grand. She's like a violinist. And yeah, I, I am just shocked that they have something new coming up and something on this scale. It looks really grand. And I think when I first saw Brennan Elliott tweet about it, it was quite some time ago before lockdown, so they had they were they shot this in advance, which means this was already like pre-planned, which is great. I, I guess I was just super excited. I'm like, holy crap! I can't believe. I mean, it's only August, and they're already previewing Christmas, which makes me very very happy. But yeah, good 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 Hallmark happy thought. And it's Vienna. It's wow. It's everything. I guess my Hallmark happy thought gets a little closer to home. As you guys know, if you don't follow us on Twitter at Make It Hallmark, we do send out our reviews of movies we don't necessarily discuss on the show. And obviously, we tag the celebrities who star, star in them because, duh, obviously. what is the point of Twitter? If not to tag all our favorite Hallmark stars. And last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago, the Christopher Palaha. <laughs> liked and replied one of our comments. Oh my god. <laughs> I think our job here is done. As what Chingai said, uh, this is going to be our last episode. We've reached what you wanted to reach. <laughs> Andrew Walker. Andrew here. Walker. Fan. Andrew Walker next, next. Yeah. I know I know that they do this to every fan and it's really fan service, but still being the recipient of it is just a really nice surprise. So that's my homework. Happy thought. <laughs> it's very happy indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Anyway, this this episode, we our theme, I guess, still has something to do with quarantine. We've been cooped up indoors for, what, the past six months now? And although it is better in some countries, maybe Singapore, as compared to Manila, oh no, we still miss being out there. And so this week's uh, set of movies, we focused on the theme of the great outdoors, featuring movies that are either in the sea, out in the forest, or just basically enjoying outdoorsy stuff. Enjoying Uh, the vacation that we can't have. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Uh, Most of these came from summer movies, but some of them are actually just from all over the place and some of our favorites as well. So I guess surprises for you guys because we didn't realize how much we enjoyed some of these until we rewatched them. Only one of them was new to me. And I think none were new to you. You've watched all of these already. Yeah, yeah, I think I've watched <laughs> everything twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I watched most things twice, except for one movie, which we'll get into in a bit. But I guess I'm going to kick us off. So our first movie to discuss for our episode today is All Summer Long. And this stars no other than Queen of Hallmark, Autumn Reeser, and Brennan Elliott, who is going to star in Christmas in Vienna. This was shot in 2019, so quite recent, and the plot goes a little something like this. Tia, played by Autumn Reeser, Tia's dream job of captaining a dining cruise hits rough waters when her ex, Jake 
played by Brennan Elliott, is hired as the restaurant's chef. Ever since I saw that boat, all I can think about is being on the water. I'm the new captain of the Yellowfin. This is awkward. I'm the chef. Is there something going on between you and Jake? It's all in the past now, and that is where we've agreed to leave it. Did you see that? Whoa, that was so cool. All summer long. So I really, the thing with Autumn Reeser is because she's been around so long, they tend to assign her to more mature roles. Like even in, the, in her last Christmas movie with Trace from Chesapeake Shores, not my favorite guy, she played a mom already, which kind of still jars me because I still see her as, I forget her name, from the OC. The OC. But, so she was a high school student there, now she plays a mom. But here in this movie, uh, she plays a lawyer that moonlights as a, as a captain. And... The you know the the basic conflict is that now she has to work with the ex boyfriend who obviously broke her heart and it's funny because I want to dive right into the meet cute of when they bump into each other and it, it's revealed that they will be working on the same boat is that it's been what three years I I, I don't know how long ago quite some time ago apparently back in college yeah they were and working now, together in college on they were working like together in college yeah exactly and he broke her heart then and he was like wait that was some time ago and she's like yeah yeah I'm over it but. Clearly she isn't. And just there, I'm like, I feel you, girl. It takes me a while to move on. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, I, I feel for you. Bumping into your ex and getting flustered that way. She is just, I mean, you know, when you put people from your past and you put them literally on a boat, things can happen. And it's a very simple premise. And of course, leave it to Hallmark to pepper it with a lot of bullshit along the way. But on the basic premise of rekindling uh, love and trying to hide it from your aunt and uncle who own the cruise ship, what a strange place to be. Uh, I thought it was cute. I thought that their meet cute was cute. I thought that the conflict was just straightforward. It's autumn research. You can't freaking go wrong. I like the like how awfully awkward the meet cute was. Cause yeah, you're right. Bumping into someone you haven't seen since I mean, who you had a break bad breakup with and you haven't seen in years, right? That it, it really is awful. <laughs> and I like how they kinda play this up because Hallmark always does this like running into your ex kind of thing, but I feel like their relationship when they were like working out right out of college or during college, it was pretty big because like she gave up, she almost gave up law school to be with him. So there was really like you know it meant something. It wasn't like some stupid high school thing that they're miraculously you know falling in love with each other again like twenty years how many ever however many years later. So I feel like there was like gravitas <laughs> to their to their breakup exactly and, and that's what i love about autumn research she can bring that seriousness to and that depth to pretty silly plot lines but at the same time there's so much levity in this movie it's so fun to see her like captaining a ship like what i can't <laughs> i'm not being even stereotypical here that girls can't captain ships of course they can but we've seen autumn research too many things and this one was like a bit too a stretch too far for me but i loved it like she can pull anything off but still it was also a mature movie for me it felt very much like in the vein of love on the menu with Ke- with kevin smith where it was very like yes we're excess but we'll work together and you know we don't need no drama and it and they had a third party in what is the first of three appearances of Christopher Russell on this episode. And Christopher Russell plays, I guess, like a rival, not a rival, another boat owner who actually recommends her ex to be the chef at her boat. And 
their relationship of him being interested in her was also very straightforward. He was like, yeah, I, what, what about the captain? And having them meet together, like, it wasn't dramatic at all. Like, yes, um, Brennan Elliott's character, Jake, was jealous and all that, but he would let them go on dates and still they would also go for dinner. So I felt like it was very real. Yeah, a, they didn't, we don't have to create drama. They didn't make him out to be like a skeezy third party guy. Like, he was legit. And actually, he was the more stereotypical Hallmark lead compared to Brennan Elliott, who, to me, is like, really the zaddy of this of this lineup of movies he said he has like the dad bod and you know all of that so I feel like Christopher Russell was more the expected lead which made me appreciate this movie because you know there really was there was chemistry because like I guess Brennan Elliott is more normal looking and I guess that makes it more real exactly and yet it's so true of Christopher Russell being this my goodness this guy will appear three times in this episode and with reason he is so ridiculously good looking yeah. he is a Ken doll come to life with charm and realism but you know he's not real because he is too perfect right but then you have Brandon Elliott who you actually kind of root for I don't really recall too many almost kisses because what I recall is that they after rewatching they go on a boat or someplace and they're looking at the night sky and they just go in for the kiss yeah. Which, again, the sign of a mature movie. None of this bullshit getting, you know, about to kiss and then someone knocks on the door shit. This one, they just, they went for it and then they kind of sat down after and they were like, oh, that was nice. And then the next day, even if they were kind of having like a conflict, it was just like, yeah, yeah, we, we kissed. I thought that was an understanding. And I'm like, yes, straightforwardness. Yes, being straight to the point. Yes, mature love. I love the mature love movies. Mature love mixed with a little bit of, you know, jealous. <laughs> jealous, like he's jealous Still of the jealous. ridiculously handsome guy. I mean, with good reason, right? <laughs> Super, super. But I think overall, like, their chemistry was really good. Brennan Elliott has surprised me strength upon strength. I, I watch him in Hallmark Movies and Mysteries crossword mystery, I think, <laughs> with, with Lacey Chabert. Mm-hmm. And he's so charming in it. Like, this guy is so charming. And... I, I see it. I, I am excited for Christmas in Vienna because he, the Zaddy. He is the Zaddy. He's like, he like really him and, is. Yeah. He and Kavan have that like, yes, sir. Why yes? Why yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know why I'm saying yes, but I'm saying yes. Like I can imagine him as like my next door neighbor and like single dad walking his dog and like gardening. <laughs> and a chef, you know? And a chef. So, can I just say, I am so impressed yes. by the food shots in this movie. I was like legit getting hungry he's like a french like he's half french here or something and then he's half he's half yeah Yeah. and then and then he he cooks like all the food and i i just i got really hungry looking at all the food like i want to go on a boat and eat all that food by him (laughs) yes feed nourish us feed us it was good over overall i really did enjoy this movie and oh and i guess just one last thing to mention is that her wardrobe was amazing. She's I think so it's super cute my, here. She's so cute. She's yeah. my, it's my aesthetic. She cut her hair for this movie. And it's it was in a nice wavy thing, which you'll never achieve if you're not an, a star because no one is styling your hair that way so beautifully. But she's always in like red, white, and blue. And like it's stripes and nautical stripes. And like, ah, oh, I love that. Like I literally have tried to recreate so many of the outfits here because... Super adorable. Dresses and denim jackets. I love. And she had like that Bali bag. (laughs) It's super cute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Super cute. Overall, I gave this movie like above average. Same. Because 
for a movie that doesn't have too much flashiness about it, took it home for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Appreciation for the zaddy. Appreciation for the zaddy and for a captain, a boat captain. Mm-hmm. But I guess from one boat captain to another. Mm-hmm. Oh, captain, my captain. We're going into, <laughs> we're sailing into, sailing into love. <laughs> Starring Leonie Le- Le- and my, <laughs> my favorite Chris McNally. <laughs> Okay, finally, Chris McNally is back. (laughs) Is back Um, in our lives. So this movie was last year, 2019. Biology teacher Claire is busy juggling her duties as bridesmaid to three friends, as well as teaching a summer enrichment class at her most favorite place in the world, Blue Island. Ahoy there. Wife. You can call me Captain. And you can call me Miss Richards. Can be uncharted territory. They told me that Blue Island might be for sale. But love will always lead the way. I'm not just going to let go without a fight. I'm right here. I can't can't not just go in with Chris McNally right away. The meet cute. This movie opens with a meet cute. So they don't, you know, they don't don't make you wait. It's right there. They don't waste their time. They they literally bump into each other at the dock. And he's a captain. And she's a biology teacher who needs to take her kids, her students, on a boat to go to her favorite island. And then they mix this up with, I mean, okay, so there's this love angle. They're meeting each other other at a wedding they run into each other she's having ex trouble then she's like he's there's this charming guy but then they layer this with some environmental angle where she wants to save the island i mean i mean go go environment but you know i I mean i literally couldn't care care less about about blue island but it was pretty that's all i can say yeah it's just all about chris mcnally for me in this movie i mean let's be real i think we started this podcast because of chris (laughs) mcnally and kevin mcgarry i mean we just found ways to talk about our love for our when calls to heart sweethearts and I think before I fell into the Chris McNally hole, I saw this movie. So I was, I was a bit like, oh, that was a charming one. Like, I liked it more than Winter Princess, which is the first thing I saw him in. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Which upon rewatch, we loved as well. So <laughs> I think we're very influenced. But I saw on his Instagram a photo of him in the captain's suit. And hello. Hello. Man in uniform. Hello. Mm-hmm. Captain, my captain, indeed. Let me steer this ship with you. But the first wow. time I watched this, it's like, oh, Leia Renee, just, she doesn't live up to Chris McNally's <laughs> talent. She's like, no kind of mad. But then, you know, when I watched it again, it's like, you know, it's okay. I listened to one of one of his interviews on a podcast, and he actually was sick the whole time they were filming this movie. So, like, but when I rewatched it for this sh- podcast... I was like, wow, because he doesn't look sick at all. And, like, they're out in the water. He had a fever the whole time. And, like, they had, like, stunts where he had to kind of dive from the big ship to the to the lifeboat to save the kid and all of that. And I'm like, oh, my God, good job, Chris McNally, as always. <laughs> as always, indeed. Like, mm. I-, I did like the meet cute as well where he spills stuff on her. It felt very, like, uh, what do you call this, Notting Hill. I really, I mean, it's just, like, the, the ultimate callback. And yeah, you're right. Leanna Renee does grow on you. Like, she was so charming the second time around when I was watching it. And obviously, our love for Chris is our love for Chris. 
but I, I really enjoyed it, like shockingly, the second time around. I mean, it's a good it's a good summer movie, and they had like talking about the almost kisses. They had like these this these scenes. Or okay, the first one was he's teaching her how to steer the ship, <laughs> and it's like very Titanic. But who cares? It's Chris <laughs> McNally. Sure. Who cares? <laughs> and go ahead, hold my hand as we steer the ship. Right. There's that issue with the ex where oh. you know he's he's like the evil evil anti environment guy. And the whole time, Chris McNally's just being this like super supportive guy, which is what I appreciate about him in this movie. Like, like okay, let's just take away the looks. <laughs> let's take away his Chris McNally-ness. And that's what I like. Like, he did not back down from him supporting her and her cause as the biology teacher and whatever. He was just there for her. And I guess that that's what I like. <laughs> I think it's in every... Hallmark movie, but I really appreciate when people are just very straightforward about their interest, mm-hmm. and there was no ambivalence about it, and there was no like he hawing about it. On the almost kiss, which I actually like, I just like the kiss. I, I think I sent you a gif of it because I really missed yeah. Chris McCallie staring at me. She, they they had dinner on his boat or something like that, mm-hmm. and at night they're sitting on the boat and they're talking. And honestly, I I wouldn't know what they were talking about. I couldn't remind you of what it was. But he was looking at her like she was the sun, moon, and stars, and. Chris McNally staring at you. It is like Lucas Bouchard feels from When Calls the Heart and him telling Elizabeth Thornton everything. He does the stare so well. He, and He confronts her about like her other guy. And yeah, he doesn't like, you know, he doesn't mess around. He just he just says, okay, like what's going on with you too? Because like there's clearly something going on with us. He's such a dream boat. Yeah. He is. <laughs> He's a dream boat on a boat. So yeah. you know what? Chris McNally and his sexy, sexy voice is everything. I think, though, I, I, I posit a question to you. If Chris McNally was not the captain in this movie, would we be this interested? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good to know, good to know. But these are honest, right? Like, true. Uh, if it wasn't for Chris McNally, like, I really enjoyed this movie, and I felt like it had a lot going on with the, with the weddings and the fight for the environment, which we appreciate, but like, and then of course their love story, and then the ex, and there was a lot going on. All right, I'll stick around. I'll pay attention because Chris can get it. Yes, he can. <laughs> above average, above average for me. <laughs> Mine's slightly above average, I think. Almost just hitting the average, but I think that above is pulled by Chris. McNally. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 the one doing the heavy lifting here, he and does it's okay. a lot of steering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. From a ship, we go to the shore with our next movie, Sun, Sand, and Romance. Sun, Sand, and Romance was shot in the olden years of 2017, and you'll notice a big difference here. It stars Trisha Helfer, who we don't see in uh, Hallmark movies anymore as much, and the always adorable Paul Campbell in one of his, I guess, earlier films. And let me just preface this by saying, I love Paul Campbell. We love Paul Campbell. We love Paul Campbell. He is a surprising favorite. Before Palaha tweeted back, Paul Campbell (laughs) tweeted back. Let us not forget. (laughs) Let us not forget, Paul Campbell tweeted at us so that Chris Palaha could tweet at us. Yes. (laughs) We walked so we could run. We'll go back to Sun Sand and Romance. So the plot of Sun Sand Romance goes like this. Kate, played by Trisha Helfer, reunites with an old friend, 
when her current boyfriend spends way too much time working during their vacation. That old friend is obviously Paul Campbell, who happens to be an activities manager at this resort. Kate Mitchell is a successful publisher. I really need this vacation. When I close my eyes, all I see are numbers. And this summer, when is this? one overdue oh, vacation. No, you want to come on a little adventure that most tourists never get to see? Where are you taking me? You're not going to find out just standing there. Will change the story of her life. You having fun yet? The main conflict of this movie is that Trisha Helfer is an extreme workaholic and so she feels like she is super compatible with her also extremely workaholic boyfriend and she's afraid of adventure. And fortunately she goes on this like really beautiful resort vacation, couples vacation, where she meets up her old friend uh, Paul Campbell, who's obviously an activities director at this resort, who brings her out of her shell and like tries to get her more adventurous. So if you've heard this plotline before, it's a little bit of like love on the slopes with like a little bit of like pearl in paradise because you're there, except you get a bit more of it. But I think I just want to preface this by saying that because this was shot in 2017, you can tell the extreme difference in how Hallmark has moved from producing movies. And that obviously works to its disadvantage, but because Paul Campbell is such a cutie, this is just like a masterclass in his adorableness and how he can elevate this movie from 2017. So in their meet-cute, she they arrive, she and her boyfriend, Trisha Helfer, and her boyfriend arrive at the resort, and her laptop almost falls off. I don't know why, but it almost falls off like the buggy. And of course, we see Paul Campbell, activities director extraordinaire, you know, there to outserve the customer, and he saves her laptop from getting from hitting the ground, and she's like, oh my god, like, hello, friend from the past. And he's like, hey, and it's, it was just like obviously a bit contrived as most meet cutes are, but you just see how charming he is. And so, not bad. Not a bad try for such an old home. <laughs> it's amazing how, how it's, it's only been three years since this movie, and it's and like yet. a world, a world of difference. So yeah, I mean, things are really progressing, I guess, which is a good thing. And, and I'm happy that Paul Campbell has a lot of movies that are more recent so that he has, you know, they brought him in to the new wave of Hallmark. But anyway, back to Sun, Sand, and Romance. Yeah, it really does feel like you've seen this movie before in the, in the form have. of other movies. Yeah. And, and we really have. <laughs> He's like the fun guy, and then they're pitting him against the serious spreadsheet guy, and then he's taking... I mean, the, the resort was, like, nice. Like, I wanted to be in a resort after seeing them, uh-huh. you know, hang out here, and he takes her He takes her through all these, like, activities, and... Very subic. Yeah. <laughs> there's a zipline. There's a, yeah. more ziplines later. <laughs> I feel like... Um. And there's a cave that you're right, they're bats. It really is Subic. (laughs) It's Subic, I'm telling you. I think they're compatible like physically. They're I like Paul Campbell's I like Paul Campbell's build. He's like the lanky Hallmark guy. Because like he I don't know. I find it cute. He's tall and then he has nice shoulders and she's tall as well. They they look good together. They do have that dancing scene together. So that that was pretty cute. Yeah, I mean chemistry was okay, but I think like physically they're a good match 
They are. And I was going to say, like, speaking of the bats, the almost kiss, one of the almost kisses happened inside the cave with, of course, the bats. And obviously, <laughs> you're going to get flustered because there are fucking bats in a cave. I would I would be too afraid to want to make out in a cave, to be honest. But like, hey, it's Paul Campbell looking at you that way. So sure, why not? Like you were mentioning, Trisha Helfer is so compatible with him physically. Her arms, I have to say, were great. Mm. I kind of wanted to lift weights as yeah. I was watching this movie because I was just like, damn, what am I doing with my arms? Nothing. I'm sitting in front of a computer. I, as much as her arms were great and Paul Campbell can be with anyone, I wasn't quite feeling that spark. Maybe because it was because they were old friends and they, they played too. And the fact that she was still with her boyfriend, who she was on vacation with a boyfriend, who they were portraying really badly. But still, I was just, I wasn't necessarily like, you know, rooting for them totally. And I think that's the difference mm-hmm. between this and current movies where you're just like, make out already! Like, there wasn't that push for me. Like, I'm not usually bothered by the girl with a boyfriend um, storyline. And then, you yeah. know, yeah. So, like, sometimes I get excited by that storyline. But then this one was like, oh, whatever. I'm, I'm, like, in it because Paul Campbell's in it. Exactly. Also, I mean, this has nothing to do with, like, our leads. But, okay, I have, like, two <laughs> comments about, like, the, the other cast members here. I was so annoyed by Paul Campbell's <laughs> assistant. Like the junior staff girl was so annoying. But I would like to mention (laughs) how so Trisha Helfer's boyfriend like runs into like his his like his idol businessman guy who can I just say is like Barack Obama. They were trying. That was the he vibe was, they were going for. Yeah, he for. was super. He was super Obama. Like, yeah. Okay. I think the fact that Hawaii, also like I mean Hawaiiish, like hometown kind of thing. Like yeah, no, I, I appreciate the diversity considering how old this movie is. I have a feeling that this movie was one of the pioneers of the strong black businessman model <laughs> of the Hallmark universe. Which, which they love to do, as is in Bottled with Love and so mm. on. So yeah, no, I appreciated that guy. And as much as I usually don't like the like the scenes where it's like focusing on the boyfriend with the with his business, like I don't care. Yeah. It was also a nice break because like again I wasn't that uh, invested in the leads. <laughs> I was just like, alright, show me something else. What I did appreciate about this movie is that unlike Pearl and Paradise where they didn't make use of the place as much as they could like I felt like the resort vibes here I really felt like they were somewhere and that was nice I was a little disappointed in myself for for (laughs) I was like as much as I love Paul Campbell I was a little annoyed at his character here because like he's like trying to he's telling her to get out of her marketing role and you know go back to writing children's books but I felt like it just kept repeating and repeating and I was like if that Mm -hmm. were me and I run into someone from my past who I hadn't seen in years and suddenly he has all these opinions about what I'm supposed to do with my life it would be very very irritating so that that I didn't like. Thank God he's Paul Campbell, because otherwise, mm. no thank you. Yep. Uh, yeah, so overall, this movie was just average for me. I feel like I would have rated it even lower if it wasn't for Paul Campbell. So thank you, Paul Campbell, for making it bearable. It's not bad, guys. It's actually fairly, like, okay. Like, literally manicure kind of show. But I think just relative to the other movies we were discussing in this episode, it just didn't quite hit the mark. Mm-hmm. I agree. Below average for me, but watch it for Paul Campbell. Watch it for Paul Campbell and then watch more Paul Campbell and realize how much he's grown as a star. Yeah. Uh, and when we're back, uh, two more movies from The Great Outdoors. 
welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. Um, our next two movies are Christopher Russell Doubleheader. <laughs> okay, I, I can't believe we're... I mean, he's in three movies. <laughs> three out of five of the movies that we're talking about. Like, what? <laughs> what a surprise. Okay, we're, we're st- Seriously, Christopher Russell. Who knew? Who knew? Who I knew? Mean, or, or maybe I was just being stupid for for like not noticing him. I don't, you know what with Christopher Russell, this is how like Tom Cruise is in a lot of great movies and he never gets nominated for an Oscar because like because he's just he's so pretty. So this was me seeing Christopher Russell get all these new movies and I'm like ah oh, yeah he just looks too Fabio for me. So I'm just gonna watch half heartedly. But then upon rewatch, mm, I shouldn't have been so dismissive. <laughs> Uh, there is value in a Kendall. There is value. There is. All right. We'll 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 talk about Nature of Love, which is also listed as love and glamping, by the way. What? Uh, this is... Yeah, it has two titles. It's the real yeah. title? I guess, thank God they changed yeah. it. Because love and glamping... Love and glamping feels more modern, but I feel like Nature of Love feels more Hallmark. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> so Nature of Love was a 2020 movie, and it stars Emily Ullerup and Christopher Russell. So city girl Katie is writing a magazine feature on a glamping resort. Far from sporty, she faces her fears, trying the camp's activities with help from Will, a rugged outdoorsman and nature guide. Step into the wild. This place is like something out of a storybook. Morning. Wow. Well, we are introduced... Will, <laughs> who is like epitome of Marlboro man, he's riding a horse, <laughs> and like, he's in the great outdoors. Like, who is this? Like, is he for real? He looks like a wax figure from Madame Tussauds. But anyway, yeah. Way. So, I'm getting ahead of myself. Like, I just jumped right into the Will part and didn't okay. even talk about who the cares? premise of this movie. No one cares. <laughs> Before I was into Christopher Russell, I, I was really looking forward to this movie because of Emily Allerup, who I love from Chesapeake Shores. So she, I mean, she plays a lot of writers, and here again, she's a she's a magazine feature writer, which made me love her even more because we worked in magazines. Who likes wearing scarves, neck scarves? You know, there yeah, Actually, there are a lot of neck scarves in this movie, but you know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> so she, yeah, she's very. I personally don't like the outdoors, but if you put me in a glamping like scenario, I will gladly take it and stay there forever. So this was like really, this is me, <laughs> Ex- except without the Marlboro Man. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Okay. You never know. So, <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so she she's doing a story, then suddenly, you know, we've seen this plot happen before where uh, we have a writer. Like, Love on the Slopes was kind of like this, where you you're, you go out in nature, you're supposed to do a story, then suddenly there's someone who your boss thinks you should do a feature about. But then he's kind of like, no, I, I don't like the press. I don't like, you know, I don't like publicity, blah, blah, blah. So there's that conflict about like, okay, what do you do? you do uh, Never Been Kissed and <laughs> write about him and, you know, get that promotion or do you you respect him? So, yeah, that that's the whole conflict, which I feel is is quite, it, it's good. <laughs> it's not, it's not, like, it doesn't have a lot of superfluous stuff, so that's great. Marlboro Man, Christopher Russell as well, honestly, yes. 
I also would go glamping if he was part of the package. And the tents were quite <laughs> nice, I have to say. The first time I watched this film, I was a bit disturbed by the horrificness of the CGI. But the second time I watched... Guys, just watch it for the CGI. If you want to see what a Marvel movie would be without budget, with CGI, check out this movie. Or like what Dr. Doolittle would be, okay? Let's, let's stick to animals since she's outdoors. But you know what? In the second viewing, because I already knew what to expect with those CGI animals, I actually really quite enjoyed it. Apart from Christopher Russell doubleheader, this movie also stars... A secondary character, I, I remembered her name, I looked her up, but an Asian character who I actually think is a Filipino. I think she's somewhat Filipino because she kind of looks it. Um, she's definitely Canadian. As the na- next-door neighbor glamping girl who provides photos as a photographer. And you'll also see her in our next movie. So Christopher Russell and her have been in back-to-back movies together, which I find adorable. But I actually really enjoyed Emily Ullerup, this and and Christopher Russell together. They look good in the outdoors. Something I never thought I would like appreciate. So it, it feels like a mad lib, but I'll, I'll take it. The love and glamping zip line is so much better than the sun, sand, and romance zip line, right? So much better. They did the. I feel like they also made the build-up to it better because I felt like the tre- the Sunset and Romance ziplining was a bit rushed and like Trisha Helver was a bit like too like, wow, I'm scared. Whereas this yeah. one... <laughs> whereas that was like, she was like really flinging her arms super around. Super flinging, which kind of seemed a bit nuts. But this one with Emily Lerup, it was just more of like, oh, I'm scared, but this looks interesting. So I, I, I like their treat-up thing here. And obviously there was more tension-ish, more than Sunset and Romance for sure. So I, I like that. Yeah, I, I would sure. jump onto a zip line with Christopher Russell for sure. Um, I like that they laugh together a lot here. And when you get over how distracting his handsomeness <laughs> is, you really see that, you know, I mean, kind of in like in the vein of um all summer long, it's kind of like a mature yes. relationship. They do have those authentic conversations that I love uh-huh. so much. But instead of doing it over hot chocolate, which is the Christmas staple, this time they do it over the camping staple which is s'mores. What else? Of course, they're s'mores, yeah. So they're, I like also how they both have... It's like their stories don't start when they meet. I mean, they, they both come from like very rich lives and rich pasts. So good job, Hallmark. <laughs> True. Not so good with the CGI, though. The, the C, I think the CGI animals were okay, but the CGI sunrise... <laughs> was really bad. <laughs> no, what I love about the CGI sunrise is that Christopher Russell's character kept going, shh, be quiet, enjoy the sunrise. And I'm looking at the fucking sunrise and I'm like, it's laughable. That's why she wants to talk. But honestly, he looks really good for someone that just woke up. But obviously, he's a morning person, so he must have been up a long time. And yeah, I would keep, I would keep quiet. I would kiss him to keep quiet in that sunrise. So yes, 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 Christopher Russell, let's go have breakfast together. The owner of the resort has a thing for him here, and she's, like, super annoying. She, she really is. And then they have this other character, like, the butler. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, it's just so far that, of so course, forced. the butler, like, you know, I mean, give the give the resort owner a love story, too, and pair her with the butler. And then, I mean, come on, who cares? Who cares? And get rid of them. I was yeah. not even invested in this resort owner. She felt like a typical, like, Russian rival in a ice skating movie. Like, that was the, the mm. peg that she was giving me, the vibe she was giving me. So I had no patience for her. And anytime they'd bring her up, I'm just like, please get off my screen. 
please just leave. Please just sell, you know, this place because I really don't want to see you anymore. But yeah, I mean... I suppose that that's, what, that's the effect that they wanted. But I just like it so much more when they make the third party a little more likable. Yes. Like, give give us something to work with, give us, right? Give us elevator the, guy. I mean, fancy suit guy. Who I almost chose mm-hmm. for my fuck Mary Kill. I want that <laughs> level of third party, okay? Christ- or Christopher, Christopher Russell, Russell as a third exactly, party. Yeah. <laughs> so see, either, so why don't you do Christopher Russell and his twin as it will be? Parent, parent trap, parent love trap. and glamping. Exactly. Still goes. Yeah, I like it. That's all. That's all I have. Okay. To say. Over for me, this was um, above average. I, I, I liked it, and I think it deserved a rewatch and another rewatch. It did. This movie grew on me. Emily is so infectious in her effervescence and her zest for, you know, wanting to try things, and, and I really appreciated it. So I, I watched it on a rainy, like, Sunday afternoon, and it was such a ray of sunshine. They are so delightful. I think that's the word for them. It mm. is so delightful to see them. And that ending in the field of lavender, hello! Yeah. What is Korean novella yeah. inspired? What is a scene like that? Very good. Very well done. Yeah, I, I miss seeing Emily on screen. I mean, as much as like Chris McNally made me just miss When Calls the Heart, seeing this movie again just made me miss Chesapeake Shores. <sighs> and yeah. When will they shoot? I wonder. <laughs> When I mean, anyway, anyway. <laughs> we have this. <laughs> and from one Christopher Russell movie to our last movie for this episode, well, time flies by pretty quickly. We enter into the most recent into the Hallmark movies called Love in the Forecast, shot in 2020. This was under the banner called A Little Romance, which we honestly don't know what that theme was about. But this follows the story of a girl named Leah, a weather girl named Leah. After swearing off dating for a full year, Leah quickly learns her new commitment has made her a magnet for men. Does she realize it though? But no, anyway, we'll see. This movie stars Cindy Busby, who we love and adore on Heartland, and in so many more Hallmark movies, and she needs to be in more things. And... Again, like we mentioned, the, se- the third movie and the second leading character for our favorite, Christopher Russell. For the next year, I am only going to focus on my career. By morning, you'll be smiling at the sun. Rain and romance can be unpredictable. What are you, like a meteorologist? ARP's weather girl at noon. Beautiful. Just like you. Just in time. <laughs> Love in the forecast. I, I, uh, what can I say? Fucking delight. It's obviously about a meteorologist, so a lot of weather-related elements in this one. And I watched it on a rainy Sunday afternoon, so I thought it was perfect because it was raining and the, the, the feeling of coziness and all the rain jackets and rain coats and galoshes and cute hair and wonderful umbrellas was just growing on me. I think the main plot here is that Leah had her quote-unquote year of Leah. But of course, whenever a star or whenever a plot wants to focus on themselves, there will be so much conflict because then they throw in a very handsome next-door neighbor in the form of Christopher Russell, who is usually a farm boy but is working as a consultant in like a cow business in the city, which I am all for. I don't care how unrealistic that is, I am all for it. (laughs) What a cute meet cute because she discovers that his dog is barking so loudly, so she plays music for him, and then they just become such 
good friends that obviously they fall in love. But their meet cute is adorable because she's there out there because she is a meteorologist or she's training to be like more than just the weather girl in her TV station. She's out in the rain, really, you know, relying on her devices to help her predict the weather. And he he goes out because he's a farm boy and he's like, you know, he's like, hey, why are you so like focused on whatever your your gadgets when you can actually use science and like I mean like the nature to dictate how the weather is and she's like no I trust my gadget so it was a nice little introduction of how different they are as people of like he's like more of like a gut instinctual guy and she's more of like a by the book girl and you know that's gonna bring some spark so yes I didn't think I would like Cindy Busby with Christopher Russell but I do it was a good pairing this was such a lovely pleasant delightful movie from her pink windbreaker and the galoshes and all the umbrellas and and Christopher Russell and their neighbors and you know what I liked about this unlike most Hallmark movies they they paced this out where she has that one year of no dating and they spent that one year being friends yes. and that's what I really liked because like you know I mean yes there was attraction like brewing between the two of them but there was also friendship yes. and it, that I really liked how you know they were just helping each other I'm getting goosebumps because I'm remembering the movie <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they're neighbors and you know, like they, you know, they do neighborly things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do neighborly things wherein people around them already kind of notice that something's going on, and more than deny it. So of course, at first they're playing it down. So when Cindy Busby's mother will get into her later, like is like, who is this handsome neighbor that just walks in like unannounced? Like he like is here all the time, and she's like, no, 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 we're friends. And at the same time, the friend that Christopher Russell is crashing his house like brings it up. And what I love about that scene is that Christopher Russell actually goes, yes, like he's interested, but she's going through a year of herself and all he all he can do is wait and like goodness gracious these guys don't exist but it was so what a guy what a guy he was like i'll just go i, I yeah. don't want to i don't want to mess it up and i'm like mm-hmm. but i loved it i love that he was so into the friendship and to the point wherein he would notice all these guys who were, you know, falling over her. And yes, you could see he was jealous, but he was also like, okay, maybe I should look out for myself because then we get our third party in the form of one of his like ex, kind of ex-girlfriends, who is the glamping neighbor in Nature of Love, <laughs> who, who really is clearly interested in him. And I also like that she was also very straightforward in like, hey, let's have dinner or let's go and like, you know, let's go have coffee. And because he wasn't really going through a year of himself like he could technically go on dates but he was so awkward about it because he obviously was interested in Leah and I like that I liked how he confronted that it was very like you know this happens in real life this dynamic where you know um, there's someone who well she's clearly liking him and she wants to spend time with him but then he's kind of like a little off because there's another girl and it, it just feels very real it's simple it's straightforward well done well done hallmark well done hallmark and i guess i, I, I except for one thing tell me that's tell not, me what well, is not done. well done <laughs> the reason why i couldn't get into this movie the first time i watched it and perhaps the second time i watched it is because the actress who plays cindy busby's mom has like this wig <laughs> and if you're and if you're familiar with the star cinema movies they always put the characters in these awful wigs and I don't know why this was happening in Hallmark 
I looked up the actress um, on IMDb just to see like what is something going on with her hair, or I just watched what's that unorthodox and okay. like is she is she like is she like Jewish uh, Orthodox because <laughs> they, they need to wear like wigs oh, or something. Yeah. But but it it seemed like she she had her normal hair in all these other movies and apparently she's just a few years older than Cindy Busby oh, in real life. So, so I don't know why she was playing the mom. Were they trying to age her with the gray wig? I yes. think so, but it was like so awful. It was so distracting that as I I was like trying to to see if I was the only one super bothered by <laughs> this, but no, the comments on IMDb <laughs> were all about that wig, so it wasn't just me. You just can't. It's like a it's like a car crash. You just yeah. can't you can't take your eyes off the freaking wig. This is like my feeling. Thank God we have Christopher Russell. Exactly. This is my feeling with like Twilight, the third movie. Wow, how Eclipse, where Bella's hair was so, so bad, you couldn't concentrate on anything else but that. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, what I really liked about this year of Leah is that her parents were just so supportive of it. And, yeah. And they were just so like, yeah, yeah, of course, focus on yourself, focus on your career. And she really did try. Like, she was super, like, woman on a mission. I will give a special shout out to that ex-girlfriend of Christopher Russell because she put herself out there. And she made it clear that she was interested. And like, I guess the one downside to Christopher Russell is that I, I'm not saying his character is that not saying he led her on because he technically didn't want to go on that date. But I also appreciate it because obviously he just wanted to see what was out there for him, given he couldn't have Cindy Busby. And well, jokes on him because obviously in the end they do end up together. And I thought it was really cute of how she goes to him in the middle of his farm. And oh, when she meets his dad, mm-hmm. and they just get along, and then she goes back to the farm, and they kiss in the. Oh, yes. Yes, Sydney Busby. <laughs> yes, Christopher Russell. I liked it the first time. I loved it the second time. Christopher Russell needs to do more things. Cindy Busby needs to be more in more things. I love these friendship stories because it felt so real and. I have nothing. The first time, the first time this movie came out, I remember you texted me about how there was this line about astrology. They actually brought that in, right? So I mean, yes to Hallmark. Just yeah, (laughs) getting out of the 2017s and moving into the current, you know, zeitgeist with all these like new concepts. Exactly. Um, I like. I like how they did nature better here than in Chris McNally's movie. It was a little more seam seamless, you know. It wasn't like so like <laughs> in your face environment. Blue Island. No, and, and it was really yeah. cute. Yeah, it, like obviously the subtle hints of like how climate change is affecting us because it was just raining all the time or whatever. But you're right. When they brought up astrology, because on her birthday, I just have to mention this. On her birthday, she gets a lot of gifts from all her admirers, and he obviously helps. He's like because he sees all the mail coming in and it's like why is there so much mail she's like oh it's my birthday and and then at the end of the day she asks him when's your birthday and he goes blah 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 and she goes oh a libra that makes sense and and then he was just like what and i loved it so much i i did send you that video i forgot that i did that but I, you were all you're obviously my top of mind for horoscope and knowing when people you like in your life and you find out their birthdays and you tell chingai because you're like ah now I know, and, you know, let's, let's figure them out birth chart-wise. So I kind of wanted to ask Christopher Russell, but what time were you born and where were you born? So then we get your whole natal chart. <laughs> and that's exactly how it goes. Like, when when you're, like, talking, whether whether you're, like, meeting a guy for the first time or you know you've known him for a while, when you start getting into this astrology topic, that's usually their, like, huh? <laughs> that's usually their reaction. Like, what, what? What does it mean? What, what does that mean 
and also like, oh, you believe in that, but also like, that's why I like yeah, Christopher yeah. Russell's character. He's just like, oh, what does that mean? And then not only does he say, what does that mean? He goes to his roommate, well, the, his this friend who owns the house, and is like, asks him about it, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, that means you like like balance, and I'm like, what? Like, I love that the friend was also into it and kind of like gave him a bit of it because. Horoscopes and astrology are everywhere, and it is such a subculture that I'm glad that Hallmark just seamlessly pulled it in there. I, I really appreciated how modern, quote unquote, and un mm-hmm. and, and the fact that I guess we just need to call it out. There were no small town hijinks in any of these movies, and I don't know if that's something. I mean, one is from 2017, but they were in paradise or whatever. But I really appreciated it. Yes, the more modern, city-based Hallmark movies. Yes, yes, yes. Let's move into the century Hallmark. Yeah, I mean, he was a farm boy, but like he did well here. Exactly. So yeah, more of this. So you can still be a farm mm-hmm. boy, and you can still have that small town charm, but be in the big city, and I really appreciate it. So overall, mm-hmm. really enjoyed this movie. From like to love, I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Same, same. Love, love in the forecast. Love, love in the forecast. So if you guys haven't seen it, and if there's one thing you need to watch... From these five movies, please do check out Love in the Forecast. And then if you have more time, check out Sailing into Love because you know what, Chris McNally, you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're back, we have Mary Kill. And we're back for Mary Kill Outdoors Edition. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the reason why I'm laughing <laughs> is because such a hard time this was doing this and I didn't think I mean movie like when we decided this was the theme and when we decided which movies we were gonna tackle I was like okay like easy yeah. I know who my FMK exactly. is but then when I started watching all these movies again I was like oh shit and down to like I I had to make a last minute erasure <gasps> on my piece of Ooh. paper here because I was like oh shit I don't know what to do yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay <laughs> building things so I like it all right so let's just let's just start okay <laughs> okay so, why, why don't you go first? Who's your fuck? Okay, I agree with you. This was tough. I also thought, like, meh, I got this. No, I didn't get this. It was a toss-up between two characters for me. I am still on A1 Calls the Heart High. And so, as a runner-up, just to put it out there, my runner-up was Christopher Russell and Nature of Love. Because, hello, outdoors man. Mm. I like you so mm-hmm. much. But then Chris McNally in the sail in the captain uniform kind of did it for me. And he was in a lot of suits in this movie and going to weddings and just being like an all-around supportive hello. So I would not mind getting a rocket in that boat uh, with Captain Chris McNally. He is my fun. Whew. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and a good one. And a good one he is. Okay. <laughs> Okay, before we even, before I even rewatched, I I already knew that he, Chris McNally <laughs> would be my F. But then, <gasps> but then, but then, I replaced him, and then I replaced the person I replaced him with. Okay, first I was thinking Chris McNally, and then I go no 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 no, because I I think I want like the French chef <laughs> guy, <laughs> which is super hilarious. Because, like, he does not look like, you know, my typical, like, who I would pick, right? So, 
Yeah, but like right before we, we started recording, I just crossed his name out because I must agree. Love and glamping. Lo- nature of love, Christopher Russell. I mean, he's like part of the package. Yes. <laughs> you go you go to the outdoors and then you sign up and then there's the Marlboro yes. Man and then okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, after s'mores. Yeah. Yes. So love and yeah, nature of love. Interesting it's though funny. that you almost had Brennan Elliott from All Summer Long. This is the first I time. I surprised I'm, myself. I'm surprised. Maybe. Are you maturing? Maybe I'm growing <laughs> as a per- I know, right? But wait, it gets better. Oh my god. Was your, <laughs> are we going to want to marry? Oh no, I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. So. so <laughs> I watched all summer long first when I rewatched all these movies and I was like, oh shit, I think he's my man. <laughs> but does he can cook for me? But, oh. but, okay. but, I can't, it has to be Chris McNally. I have to marry him. Okay, you can, I'll, I, I'll I fuck him so, first, then you can marry yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respectable, respectable. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm I'm sorry, but this is like we're talking rest of the li- rest of my life here. Exactly. So you yeah, gotta it's gotta be Christmas gotta be now. We're gonna have really be- beautiful. Babies. You will, and they'll, they'll stare really nice. You have nice eyebrows. My <laughs> Mary is Christopher Russell from Love and the Forecast because oh. I really like the neighbor vibe, and he was such a nice neighbor. Like imagine, I mean. Just him popping into your house unannounced every time. And to him living with you, yes, yes. And he had such nice broad shoulders. His hair was so nice. I love the farm consultant thing with, like, a nice farm boy backstory and such a nice relationship with his dad. Like, I would not mind going to the farm on the weekends, you know, to visit visit my father-in-law. So, yeah. Uh, that was. He looks like a guy... Who can fix things yeah. in the house? <laughs> he he really could. He could fix things in the house, and he could. Yeah, I I would love him. So I would marry him and not regret it and not look back. So, yeah, I would marry Christopher Russell from Love and Forecast. <laughs> huh? I'm happy for you. Thank you. You're invited. To Moving the on to kill. Oh no. <laughs> Moving on to kill. I think we're killing. I'm the really sa- sorry. I think we're killing the same person. About this. Yeah, but I I'm gonna have to kill Paul Campbell yes. even if I love him so much Ooh. just because it's not his fault. It's not. it's not his fault. It's the movie. It is. It's not him. Actually, this isn't even the movie. It's 2017. This was made in 2017. Yeah. If you had made the same concept in 2020 or 2019, 2018 even, it would have been very different. So, I also would kill Paul Campbell. I'm so sorry, Paul. We really... And you know what? Don't worry, Paul Campbell, because you will come back with a vengeance when we feature your other movies, for sure. You will rise again, you Paul rise. Campbell. You will rise and fuck and marry <laughs> us. So, don't worry. For now, we kill yeah. you. <laughs> but you will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we want to say thanks to everyone for listening again uh, to But Make It Hallmark. If you guys have any comments or suggestions or if you haven't followed us on our social media, please do follow us on Twitter at Make It Hallmark. We post so much stuff there on all the other movies we don't get to feature on the pod. We'd love to hear from you and movies you want us to feature. And if you want to see us interact with these Hallmark stars, go follow us there. Because clearly we're... I mean, oh my God. <laughs> we're the bells of the ball over there. Yeah. 
And Chingai, you want to give a preview of our next episode? Yeah, we're going to go back into holiday mode um, with our next episode. We have our movies lined we up do. with a surprise twist Ooh. in our lineup. So yeah, we can't wait to get back into the Christmas spirit with you guys. Exactly. It's already almost September anyway, so it's practically Christmas. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Chingai, for uh, thank you for joining me and joining us all on this wonderful journey and the great outdoors that one day we will see when all of this is a lot better. Everybody stay safe and take care out there. Have a Bye. Bye.